Do you have a dream of sitting around and talking about whatever's on your mind? Well, we're here to make that a reality here at Texas Podcast Media. We here are we are here to make your dream a reality. Come in, set up in our studio. We record, we edit, we do all the work, and we upload it to all the feeds: Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. We do it all. Let us be your home for your podcasting. For more information, email us at info at texaspodcastmedia.com. And good evening. Welcome to the Bullet Grill House High School Sports pregame show. I'm Craig Irwin, Brian Best, Chris Moran on the far end there. And we actually got him for the intro this week. He said he hired enough staff to where he doesn't have to cook or wash dishes. You see what this show has an effect? I mean, you, you do this show enough to start bringing the people into Bullet Grill House. Employees included. They that way, showing up to work. Chris yeah. doesn't have to slave away in the kitchen every yeah, single had, day. We had one of those little bit of you know illness. It's been going around lately. It, yeah. it, it hit us in the nipped us a little bit last week, so we had a couple people out. But we're all back full staff, so should be a should be a good night. Man, it's six. It's a little after six. We're getting started here. Dang near a full house on the inside. Yeah. Still got a lot of room on the patio. Uh, we got forty five minutes yet before bingo starts. Yeah, we got plenty of time. So. Uh, Wednesday nights, we're here every Wednesday night, bingo night, here at Bullet Girl House. We've been munching down on some of the – Brian got mushrooms this week. We had fried tomatoes last week. Yeah. We didn't really talk a whole bunch about them, but those were really good. They were. And then we got the cheese curds like the week before that. Yeah. So. And now we got mushrooms. And mushrooms are good. Tell us about them mushrooms, Chris, because they kind of got a sweet taste to them. It's almost like a sweet onion taste. Yeah. It's a It's a – very unique batter that uh, that we've come up with uh, to do those because we bred them in-house. So it's not like something you're getting. You know, we got a couple things that come pre-breaded, but uh, the mushrooms and the green tomatoes are both some of our signature items that we that we bred ourselves. And we we put a little secret ingredient in there to kind of give it a little a little unique flavor. Well, I'm going to tell you, they're like deliciously good. And uh, the only thing that would make that dish better is if you had that jalapeno ranch. I'm just. That's the only. <laughs> the you only, can get that next time. That's yes, available. It, no, it is because the jalapeno ranch is really, really good. We had it with the fried green tomatoes last week, and uh, I dipped my my mushroom into the end of that ranch that we have, and it was really good. But I'm telling you, I like that little that sweet and that spicy. We'll have to try it. I've eaten like six of these things, so nothing's really slowing me down. No, nothing has ever slowed you down. No, I went it, it really football hasn't. games with you and seeing some of the things you eat. I mean. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm not shy about eating. So uh, we were both on the losing end this last week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't know how you meant that at first, whether it was through Pick'em or uh, the teams that we cover. But no, teams we cover. Pick'em's I think we did pretty well on. Tarkington's uh, still perfect. Yeah, um, I mean, it's the first loss for you, but I'm, I'm growing accustomed to it, unfortunately. Uh, lines I never are... thought after watching Livingston – the Livingston and Cold Spring scrimmage. I never thought that I would see that we'd be talking about Livingston being three and zero or zero and three right now. Yeah, and you know that first game against Episcopal, they they seem to be outclassed. Uh, but these these last two games, they they really should have had a shot to win. They did have a shot to win in Needville, and uh, turnovers finally caught up to them. They put the ball on the ground too many times, and. Uh, I, we've talked about it a couple of times. I, I think Ken and I counted seven or eight times. They put the ball on the ground. I think they lost it twice. But the last one was uh, really crucial because it was on a drive that it looked like they were driving to punch it in. 
this past week. Um, it's actually a good game through one half. It's 14-7, to seven and they had just stopped Palestine uh, about four minutes uh, left in the first half. And, you know, you think, hey, they're going into halftime on a high, and, and they're going to come out. they got to they got to stop them again because Palestine's going to get the ball first. But come out in that third quarter, very first play, kid breaks a couple of tackles, and he goes for about 61 yards. And the team... The way Coach Vanover put it, they shut it off. I mean, they completely shut down. And I think his other way of describing it was they took a trip to Mars because everything after that, it was a poor effort. And to the point to where there was there was one full drive of about eight, nine plays where uh, I even wrote about it, the, the Palestine offense omitted the quarterback entirely and just ran a wildcat offense and you know what's coming you know who's going to carry the ball whoever they snap it to that's who's carrying it they did that for eight or nine plays right down the field without any kind of problems I mean it was that kind of lack of effort in the second half it was really bad to see so y'all are what two weeks away from district getting started um you got a game this week against Spring Legacy. There is the final and, non-district and game against Spring Matt. Le- Spring Legacy is coming off a win against Jasper last yeah, week. Yeah, I mean, they're 3-0, and and it's going to be one of the bigger challenges. So it's it's not looking any easier. Uh, next week, you've got Madisonville. Madisonville still a little bit upset about last year's game. Uh, they want a little payback from homecoming, uh, which incidentally will be also be li- uh, Livingston's homecoming. Then there's a week off, and then you've got the five district games. So it's it's kind of that break that everybody has where they play the five non-district, the, the bye week, and then you've got the five district games. So. so we'll have an extra week in there before – because I look at that district, and we talked about it last week, and you look at that district and some of the teams that are in there, right? Uh, well, you got Lumberton, you got Splendora, Huffman. LCM. LCM. Bider. Vider, and I'm looking at the scoreboard, you know, of some of them teams this last week. And And it's it's awful. I mean, the district as a whole is performing poorly. So it's not like the season's over because you've lost three non-district games. Right. Uh, I I was telling somebody the other night, I said, you know, as poor as the season looks right now, if you sneak in there and win two district games, you're going to the playoffs. And right now, there's nobody that's unbeatable in that district. Here's the deal that holds me up on that, right, is you've been doing this long enough. You remember back when they took top two teams out of the district, right? Sure. One went big, one went small. Now they take four teams out of the district. They they already have you broken out, Division One, Division Two, Mm -hmm. And, you know, in y'all's by-district round – Right with who who y'all are going to face? Is it? It's that Chapel it Hill worse? district. Yeah, and I mean, and that that's a stacked district over there. It's you know, you're you're happy to make the playoffs. You are, but I I know that there are coaching staffs within this district that are saying, "Look, guys, we better win the district because that other district's really rough." And even if we do win the district, the number four team coming out of that other one is a state it, contender. It's, it it's, is. It's kind of like if you jump up to, to Jasper and Sealsby's district, right? Sure. you got three teams in there. Well, two now uh, with the new rankings that came out this week. you got two of the three teams that are in the top ten, and really Jasper still ought to be in that top ten. I mean, you take just for example, uh, back in 2020, 
Livingston wins the district. First time in forever, everybody's on cloud nine, right? You go into that first game, you play in New Caney. You, it's basically a home game. Yep. And you you have a – the four seed is Tyler Chapel Hill, which, you know, we know what they've done the, the previous couple of years now and, you know, what they turned into. That was a fourth-place team. That was a team that was scoring – 45 points a game, yep. the only problem was they were giving up almost as many in, in that district because everybody had an incredible offense, and at certain times, they could play a little defense, too. Yeah, most definitely. A lot of good games, good score games, right, in the area. And one of them that really kind of caught my eye, and we talked about them in my podcast the week before, uh, because we played them, uh, Cold Spring did, was but Splendoric, Galena Park, Hornets, yeah, uh, all over Splendora, sixty-three fourteen was. Speaking a of offense, there. yeah, yeah, uh, just Splendora had no defense in that game, and uh, Galena Park able to probably going to be their one of their few wins of the season that they have, but you know, with my naked eye and untrained uh, watching Splendora, I did not think they were that bad of a football team, and and was really kind of with seeing them was really kind of looking at them as being possibly being a front runner to make the playoffs overall, right? And, and watching them with what they did with Cold Spring, obviously I've seen Livingston in a scrimmage setting. I really thought Splendora was was one of the better teams, if you will, out of that district. I mean, you still got Lumberton, you still got LCM, you still got Vider, right? And and we know what those three those three programs are out of that district, but I still in my mind felt like that, okay, Splendor, after that loss? Yeah. I, I tell you, if you take it back to 2019, obviously Splendor is on top of the district and, and they're doing really well. They're, they're advancing a few rounds in the playoffs, and they did it for years and years. But it's it's been a rough go these last couple of years, and the talent just hasn't been there like it was before. Uh, I think you take it back even to 2020, they had a couple of players in there that were really dangerous and if you let them get loose a little bit especially on that offensive end, they had the big fullback. Uh, name started with a no, I can't me- remember it, but uh, he was a really good fullback and a really dangerous weapon. One of the best players in the district honestly, but he didn't have a whole lot around him. But if, And that's been the problem with Splendor. It's, it's isolated talent here and there, but it's not the complete roster that they had, uh, if you go four years back, whenever they were winning the district and making the playoffs and, and, like I said, going a few rounds. So other games that went on, College Station, uh, A&M Consolidated at uh, Lufkin. And that game was in our pickums this last week. And uh, I went with Consolidated. And mm-hmm. I, it was one, my one miss on the uh, on the pickums. Lufkin gets the win there 24-17. And uh, – We'll talk a little bit more about Lufkin as we progress on because they're in the Pickums again this week. Oh boy! In a big rival game for Lufkin, uh, as we get into that later on in the show. But twenty-four uh, seventeen, Lufkin gets a win there, and it was a late win. It, it, they came in in the fourth quarter and was able to because College Station was leading that game uh, the majority of the game. I, uh, I say College Station, A and M Consolidated. Yeah, you got to say Consol because now there's yes. a College Station High School. Yeah, them 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 folks over there listening to the program, they'll be scolding me for saying College Station. No, they're not College Station. They're A and M Consolidated. Used to, you could get away with that, but they've added way too many high schools up there. Yeah, you're exactly right. Another one that really caught my eye was uh, New Caney hosted Willis, and Willis gets a win there, fifty four twenty one, and 
in the podcast we talked about it this week is uh, you know with the road New Caney has left ahead of them as they're already in district play. Yeah. Uh, they New Caney has the Woodlands this week, yeah. and uh, I can't remember if it's in the Pickums or not, but. And it's a big score and it's a big difference, but Willis is going to be a very, very good team this year. They've got a quarterback that is nationally recruited. He's still being recruited even though he is committed to the University of Florida. He is probably, if not the top quarterback, one of the top five at least uh, yes. in the nation. Uh, I know he's they, – they usually have him separated by pocket passers and dual threats, and I think he's the number one dual threat quarterback in the nation. But uh, they're going to put up a ton of points this year. Yeah, it's going to be exciting to watch Willis and, and the growth that they, they've had over there over the last year and a half, two years. And what's coming to Willis, uh, I can only expect them to get a whole lot better. Uh, Porter defeats Kingwood Park 27-21 was the final there. Uh, good game for Porter getting a win, being able to move on. Uh, Brenham defeats Bryan uh, 31-24 was the final there. Dayton defeats Montgomery 39-34 last week. Big game, PNG defeats West Orange Star 26-20 was the final there. And uh, I believe I went with West Orange Stark on that one, so that's a strike in my book uh, on that game. And Brick- West Orange Stark is uh- – seems like they've improved this year. They're kind of missing a little bit last year and, and not up to what their standard is. No, not at all. They're not up to their standards whatsoever, but they're they're trying to build a new head coach over there, right? He's yeah. been there. This is his second year, so it's a building block, right, for those guys and, and to build up. So he's a uh, – And also I just – I wonder because we, we talk about it in certain circles uh, – you know, the, the rise of LCM, if that has anything to do with uh, their struggles of late. And it may do. It may do. Uh, Belleville defeats Navasota 31-3. Bider defeats Brazosport 34-0. Jasper falls to uh, Legacy Sports School, whatever, uh, 34-29. Spring Legacy yep. Sport Sciences or – Yeah, something like that. It's a mouthful. One minute. Ken said we got one minute. Time flies when, you know, you're talking on the radio. Yeah. Uh, And then Silsby defeated Nederland 49-0 was the final there. But uh, it stinks that we've flown through that first 15 minutes so fast here at Bullet Grill House. But, Chris, what do you have coming up here at Bullet? Well, you know, if you're not not going to the football game, you're listening to the podcast and you want – or the – the radio show here if you want to come in we've got uh, live music all weekend long and the fall we've kind of cut back on live music with the sports but we got jesse and montana playing tonight we've got uh, nate nelson coming on saturday night and uh, josh brown four o'clock on sunday afternoon so big lineup of music we're going to talk uh, college football here in a little bit that show airs at 8 a.m. So you want to get your college pregame show, listen to us at 8 a.m.? Boy, there's a lot to talk about on the college side aspect of it as well. But uh, you're listening to the Bullet Grill House uh, High School Sports Pregame Show. We're going to take a break. We'll be back right after this. Howdy, folks. Randy here. At Randy's Rubs, it is our mission to bring you a variety of mouthwatering seasonings that are sure to make the ordinary extraordinary, to make the impossible possible. Creating memories with friends and family is what is most important to us, and we hope to be the cornerstone of your meals, making memories with the ones you love most. 
As all of you continue on your fall sports journey, Randy's Rubs wishes each of you an incredible season, and may each of you be an All-American. Go check us out on Amazon or at randysrubs.com. It don't suck, y'all. Do you have a dream of sitting around and talking about whatever's on your mind? Well, we're here to make that a reality here at Texas Podcast Media. We here are we are here to make your dream a reality. Come in, set up in our studio. We record, we edit, we do all the work, and we upload it to all the feeds: Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. We do it all. Let us be your home for your podcasting. For more information, email us at info at texaspodcastmedia.com. Welcome back to the Bullet Grill House High School Sports Pregame Show. Craig Irwin, Brian Pesh, and and he looks healthier today. Man, if it wasn't for 102.3, the Eagle and the Bullet Grill House, I think Brian Besh would starve. I really do. It's like half of my meals, so, yeah, you're, you're pretty much right. No, it's been like 95% of your meals uh, because uh, – Well, yeah, that's true, the Ken, leftovers. Ken sponsored the uh, press box, and you took the leftovers home. I did. Last week in Livingston, so you were able to uh, – I've been able to survive for like four days off of it. It's your been wife cool. is thankful, isn't she? Yeah, because it's, it's got to be a pain cooking for me because I eat a ton. So. I can tell. Yeah. I can tell. Brian's like 6'4 and $1.70. I mean, not really, but. I, I still weigh over 200 pounds. Barely. I'm, like 201? I am, yes. <laughs> See? <laughs> but the food here at Bullet Grill House is just absolutely unbelievable. We we talk about it each and every week and, and uh, had the fried mushrooms on the table this evening. Uh, on Wednesday night as we got started. And uh, Brian just, he let Ken have one, he let me have one, and told Chris he could go cook his own. And I made sure that they were they had the small ones. I, I wanted the larger ones. Yes, um, he got the big one. He's got a big mouth. But we, we are running through, like, all the, the starters at Bullet Grill House. And, like, I'm, I'm uh, what are we, like, maybe a third of the way through? Yeah, you still got a, you still got a ways to go. Yeah. So, and I saw there was like some kind of jalapeno ch- cheddar jalapeno bacon. Chim- that's another one we make in house. Yeah, Those are cheddar. really good. Yeah. And then there's like the egg rolls that you guys were talking about we had earlier. Them. Yeah. Viv so, had them one week and uh, she shared them with us. Those were really good. So we got a long way to go. So it's, it's a good thing it's a long season. We got uh, a couple. We got a couple new ones. Hopefully by the end of probably next month we'll have a couple new. There new, you go. New appetizers coming out. So. Getting close to the playoffs. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see. Playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> playoffs. Yeah. I, it's hard to even – look, here's the deal. These pre-district games mean absolutely nothing except for let you down going into district play. And you still got two more weeks of letdowns before y'all get into a horrible district over there. Uh, with the Livingston Lions. I, I'm just serious. That, that district's rough. Uh, talk about the district that's amped up, though, is uh, District 9-3A in Cold Springs District. Uh, Cold Spring had a rough one this last week against top-ranked uh, Hampshire Fanette football team. And let me tell you something. They're, they're a, Hampshire Fanette is a really good football team. Uh, got a quarterback in there in the backfield. His last – Ty Bryson is his name. Slings the rock around the field really well. Uh, very poised in the uh, in the pocket. <clears throat> have it. They have a good running game. Not a great, a good running game that helps build that passing game. And not only does he have a good arm, but he's got a plethora of weapons to throw to. 
uh, they're out of the backfield. Cold Spring suffers a 30-8 to loss, and, and the score doesn't reference really how good of a game that it really was because uh, it was a good football game. I actually have the stats uh, of that game. I'm going to pull them up real fast as I'm not prepared whatsoever. And I'm guessing that, that 30 on, on Hampshire's, and that's um, mostly because Cold Spring – Cold Spring likes to run a lot of clock. Well, they they do. They do like to run a lot of clock. But with that being said, um, Hampshire Fournette had a huge return on the opening kickoff. Cold Spring win the toss to Bird in the second half, kick the ball off to Hampshire Fournette. They return it back to the Cold Spring 40. Like three plays later, they're in the end zone. Uh, a little bit later, uh, Cold Spring gets the ball. Sitting at a third and short, take a penalty, have to punt, uh, and, and and it it was downhill from there, right? Uh, then they come back, put some points on the board. I had this as a twenty-one point game in favor of Hampshire Finette going into it, and we talked. Toby and I talked about it in our podcast uh, last week. Ended up being thirty to eight. There was a safety in there. It's almost an absolute repeat of two weeks prior when. Uh, Special teams, the opposing team special team laid a punt out there deep. Uh, pinned us all the way back at the one-yard line. Couldn't get the ball, uh, couldn't get the playoff and uh, a safety in the end zone. Mm. But uh, Tiger Parker, Tiger Parker had 143 uh, total yards uh, and a two-point conversion, 140 yards on 21 carries, averaging 6.67 yards per carry. Cookie McGowan. Had 36 yards uh, on four carries, uh, averaging nine yards per carries. K.J. Harden had 33 touches, averaging uh, 2.2 yards per carry. David Rowe, uh, 35 yards, uh, seven yards rushing, 28 yards passing. Luke Monroe, 28 yards total, and that was receiving. And then Noah Vercher had one yard on one carry for a total of 248 yards offense for your Cold Spring Trojans this last week and uh, appreciate Levi Stanley getting me them stats as uh, he's keeping up with them offensively for your Cold Spring Trojans. So it wasn't due to the lack of effort on the Trojans. It was just East Chamber, or excuse me, uh, Hampshire Fournette. They're just that good. Yeah. They're smaller on the defensive line than what we were on the offensive line, but they were so athletic, so catty, right, and attacking the ball. And then Cold Spring couldn't get any pressure defensively uh, on the quarterback, uh, from their DN spot, and I don't know if that has to do with play calling or what, but it just no pressure whatsoever. And uh, I feel like, honestly, I feel like that they're kind of holding back a little bit, knowing that these games really don't mean a whole bunch until you get into district, right? So you don't want to you don't want to show all your hands, right, early on. And, and I feel like that that's going to be kind of part of it. Cold Spring moving into what is now probably the easiest part of their schedule. Uh, Corgan this week, and then they got Huntington and Crockett, and then roll into the tough part of their uh, of the schedule as they get into district play. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what the Trojans do. Uh, we'll talk about this week's game here a little bit later on. We can talk about it now. Uh Corgan's just not been able to put any offense together. I, I was just going to say, it kind of tells you where we're at in 2023 whenever you're moving into the easy part of the schedule and you've got Corgan, Camden, and Crockett. Yes. That just sounds weird. Yeah. But, I mean, right now it's true. And until they prove otherwise, it's it's going to be true. Uh, I mean, Corgan, Camden's having problems 
putting points on the board. They have 12 points through three games. I mean, that's – It's unbelievable. It's, uh, if you would have told me going into this season that Corgan would have only scored 12 points in three games, I, mean, I would we're have told talking you to about, go back to the bottoms and get you another rock. Yeah. You know it, what I'm saying? It's It's four points a game, and look – I get it. They're starting over. I, I haven't been able to see in person uh, Corrigan yet, but I read about them um, a lot because yeah. they are in the Polk County Enterprise every issue. And, you know, it's you can tell by Coach Ratliff's comments that he's starting over, and this is a group that he probably expected would be a little further along. But you can kind of tell by his comments that he's walked that back a little bit and said, you know, look, we're, we're kind of starting over here, and these guys aren't quite ready. But we, we need to were. get them ready for district. Coach Ratliff has been there, what, four years now? This is his fourth, yeah. So, with that being said, if you remember whenever he took that job, the year he took that job, mm-hmm. they had a very rough season. Yeah. And he built that program. Last year, graduated 21. And it's a, it was the same type of situation to where they were almost starting over. They had just graduated a lot of seniors. Uh, and the group that he had was an incredible group of sophomores. And by the end of the season, you could kind of see, and I think there were about eight or nine of them that made some sort of all-district team. Well, this past year, all of those kids were seniors, and, and you saw the result. So it, it was the type of uh, thing to where there was a core base of young players, just the same as he's got right now. He's had a little bit of time to, to build that JV roster, and he's had a little bit of time for the 7th grade and 8th grade to develop. And so it's, it's going to take some time, and the only issue is a lot of the star players right now, a lot of the people that are getting the ball on offense, a lot of people that are making tackles on defense, a lot of – people that are putting their foot in the ball on special teams, those kids are sophomores. Yeah. so It's something to build on, right? And, and with what he's doing, being there four years, that means the freshman class that was there whenever he went to work there are seniors this year. Yeah. yeah. With that being said, that means his seventh graders are sophomores. Mm-hmm. And those are some of the kids that are getting the touches. That means now he he has what he started with in junior high or now into high school, and his program is now yeah. evolving full circle. It's 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 his kids now. I yes. mean it's it's the kids that that started out in high school. His first year there, they were starting high school the same year. They're seniors now, so it's it's his kids throughout the system. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's that's the good part of it because. It was a radical change that first year, and there were some extenuating circumstances. It was the year of COVID. Yep. And so you're trying to put in both a brand-new offense, and it was a wildly different offense because they threw the forward pass, yep. and Corgan Camden did not do that before. No. And so that, you're, you're doing that, and you're also installing a brand-new defense. You're trying to do that during COVID, and you're trying to say, hey, you know, let's, let's get some workouts in during the summer. That gets cut off, and so you're starting from – absolute ground zero and throwing them a curveball by saying, oh, by the way, you know, study up because we've got a whole new system. Right. No, most definitely, because just prior to that, they were running the traditional I-formation offense, which is I absolutely loved. 
Yeah. Because uh, that's just old school football. What what I grew up playing. What I mean, I think I formation come out after Chris graduated high school, <laughs> but it, it was it was. I just I absolutely love the old school Corgan Camden football, but yeah. uh, with over the last two years getting to know Coach Ratliff and and him coming in and doing the shows with us, and him and I text each other periodically throughout the year, especially during football season, and he'll text me during softball and baseball season, like how's this going, you know, and uh, really grown to really like the guy because he yeah. is a he he's. Really, a class act, and it's not like people. he's not going to get it figured out. I mean, it, no, he and it's, will. there's nothing really to figure out. It's basically getting a bunch of young kids that don't have any sort of varsity experience. And if you don't listen to the show weeks prior, got to remind people they graduated 23 seniors last year, yep. and that's on a 30 man roster. There's nobody with varsity experience on this team, right? So they are trying to play basically a <laughs> JV roster and on the varsity ones that games. Do have that var- that varsity experience are seniors this year because they were juniors they last abs- year. Yeah, they absolutely are. So. And so and the other thing to that, coach Ratliff had a pretty rough non-district schedule because he was banking on that team last year needing something like that to go and and not only because they weren't going to be challenged through most of district. Right. You had a district to where you weren't going to be challenged for four straight games, and then that last game against Centerville, you were going to have a pretty stiff challenge right before you went into the playoffs. So he front-loaded that thing to build that team and uh, you know prepare and them for what they're going to face in the playoffs. Right. Some other games going on in there that went on in the area last week. Puna. I mean, when's the last time we talked about Puna? Being uh, a uh, what could be a front runner out of their district. Yeah, yeah. And they defeated Crockett twenty four to eight this last week. And again, one of the one of the opponents for Corden Cannon. The reason they're they're zero and three right now, right? Because they've played really good schools like that. Uh, Franklin, Franklin defeats Dieball twenty eight thirteen, and then a big game right down the road uh, from us. Orangefield and Shepard. Shepard uh, falls to Orangefield, 35-21. Charlie Ballard with the old Waverly TX. They got some really good pitchers of that game. But uh, Orangefield gets the win, which kind of shapes up a lot of stuff. And we talked about it in our podcast uh, this this week at the 590 High School Sports Show on Spotify and all the other podcast networks uh, you can hear that on. But uh, find us on 590 Sports and uh, – Click the link; you'll be able to listen to it. But uh, another game that we talked—that was a game that we talked about—and then bringing up Palestine Westwood, 52-44 win over Palmer. And uh, we'll talk about Palestine Westwood when we come back. But let's talk about Bullet Grill House real quick, Chris. You know, we, we talked a lot about starters, and uh, just to mention, you know, we, last year we talked a lot about burgers. We've got some great burgers. And if you want to come out and try a great burger, Monday nights we do 23% off any burger. So 23%? Yeah. How did we come up with 23? Because it's 2023? No, I just like the number 23. Okay. Jordan. <laughs> yeah. He uh, spun you know, the wheel. It's, it's been my number, and we use it. And you know what? It gets people, it gets people asking you, why 23? Right. So it sticks in your mind. So, But, yeah, 23% off our – you can get the Bite the Bullet burger, our Habanero burger, our Popper burger, or you can build your own. But uh, – Come in Monday nights. We play team trivia at 6.30. So uh, it's a great night to uh, swing into the bullet grass. A lot of places are closed on Monday night, so we are open. We're open seven days a week. 
Every day, 1030 to 930. 1030-930 right here, 401 Highway 156 in Point Blank, Texas. Y'all come out and see us at Bullet Grill House, M102.3 The Eagle and AM 1440 The Score. We're going to take a break, come back segment three right after this. Welcome back to the Bullet Grill House High School Sports Pregame Show. Craig Irwin, Brian Best, Chris Moran sitting in here at Bullet Grill House. We're here each and every Wednesday night, 401 Highway 156 in Point Blank, Texas. Uh, pretty much a full house inside, but there's still plenty of room outside. Bingo's fixing to get fired up here on Wednesday night, and uh, some great prizes to win on bingo night. It is, and it's getting to be patio weather. It's starting to cool off enough to uh, that the patio's not so bad anymore. So, and you no, guys got enough coolants out there to where um, you know there's fans and AC units and everything else out there to where it's it really wasn't bad the first week we were here. Uh, but Ken's such a diva, he wanted to sit inside. And I like sitting inside. You can kind of see the majority of the crowd sitting in here as uh, they're listening to us talk high school football and uh, getting ready for Friday Night Lights. And, you know, the Cold Spring Trojans will be on the road this week going to Corgan. And uh, we talked about getting our coaches in here. Normally by by this, this deep into the uh, season, we can get coaches in here and, uh, just haven't been able to uh, – stars hadn't lined up just right. We haven't planned very well. No, planning has been horrible. <laughs> and we're going to blame all of that on Brian Besh. I was, I was about to shove it over there to, to Ken. I, I think it's him. I'll cut you off. Yeah. I'll cut you off. It's all Brian. Yeah, I guess He's so. One, it, Brian, Ken, just with a nod so everybody can hear you on the radio, but Brian's the one who's been scheduling all the coaches. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. So Ken Ken gave me the nod. So yeah, okay. I was, it's, it's it's my fault. Y'all heard it here on one hundred two point three. The Eagle. So sorry, everyone. <laughs> Once again, Brian lets us down. But uh, you know, Cold Spring Corgan. We talked about Corgan there briefly, and we've talked about Cold Spring and, and what they've done. And and next week, I'm going to throw out my district pick, and I'm still not a hundred percent locked in on the way I think this district is going to break down. District nine three a because there's so many different spectrums and so many things to play in. We don't follow teams like Palmer and Kemp and, you know, some of those teams that Palestine West would have played up in Northeast Texas. We don't follow those teams that much, right? So we don't know a whole bunch about them on strength of schedule. But what we do know is Palestine Westwood's putting a bunch of points up each and every week. And we also know that they – I don't know if, if the record reflects it, but it seems as though every year um, they're they're getting a little bit better, a little bit better, and I, they've been borderline playoff either on one side or the other the last couple of years, and I think you could probably throw them in a conversation of one of the favorites in the district that uh, is expected to make the playoffs, which hasn't been the case in that school's history. Well, exactly, and last year they did make the playoffs, and uh, I think they lost out in the first round but didn't make the playoffs. Cold Spring didn't make the playoffs. Shepard but always kind of right year. there on that edge last two, three, four years. Yeah. So, and I've we've talked about them, and I've been real high on Westwood going through. And, and a matter of fact, last year in my dis- district picks, I didn't pick Cold Spring to make the playoffs. Yeah. And uh, there was a lot of people that got upset with me all, uh, over that. And uh, I was good with it. I was good with being a, you know, with people being upset, but it. It's what I seen and what I felt, and then at the end of the day, whenever it come to week eleven, I was right because yeah. Cold Spring didn't make the playoffs. Uh, it, they they left it down to Shepherd losing to Huntington, which the probability of that happening was very low last year. Uh, Palestine Westwood ended up in the three spot, 
uh, Dieball in the two and Woodville, I think, won the district is how it broke down. And, and you know, it's going to be a little bit different looking at it this year whenever you look at District 9-3A. Uh, but on the other side of it, you look at District 10, and we talked about it uh, uh, last week in our podcast when we talked uh, a lot about these districts. And uh, it feels like the momentum has shifted between – District 9 and District 10 and 3A Division 1 with where those uh, – who the powerhouses are, right? Yeah. Uh, I felt Cold Spring and East Chambers matched up pretty well. Uh, you look at the district uh, overall, the one-two seats are going to be pretty good. Anahuac Buna out of District 10. And then below that, you know, it's kind of anyone's game. I mean, there's talk even the Tarkington Longhorns that are now perfect <laughs> on the season, 3-0, and and should win – uh, their game this week, uh, you talk about those guys. They got Beaumont Kelly, uh-huh. and it should be a game that they should win. But uh, talk about a team kind of like Palestine Westwood, where you haven't talked about them as playoff team in the past, but you, you kind of start to expect it. Well, with each game that they win, you're starting to expect it from Tarkington. And, and an interesting thing that I wanted to bring up, and, and uh, it was shared with me earlier. Uh, Today, actually, it's the first year Texas high school high school football coaches undefeated through three weeks. Alito's Robbie Jones, Alberto Marcus, I can't say his last name, Anthony Mark Stevenson, Bernie Champion Blaine Ellis, Canadia Andy Cavalier, Tarkington Toby Belt, Crowley Carlos Lynn, El Paso Hanks Scott. Uh, Valesa, Galena Park North Shore, Willie Gaston. Now, the head coach at North Shore took a coaching job at Rice University, so he's not there no more. Uh, I was going to say, there's about three of those jobs where I could have been the head coach and they would have gone 3-0. Right. Granbury is 3-0. Hallettsville. Houston Scarborough. How many times have we, how often have we talked about an HISD school Period. Being undefeated, period, right, but yet being undefeated through three weeks. Yeah. Hallettsville, uh, Scarborough, uh, Houston Wisdom is undefeated. Ingleside is undefeated. Little River Academy and Lytle. Those, all those teams are – those coaches are undefeated. First-year high school football coaches. And, and, and let me clarify – First year as a head coach. Right. Right. They've been obviously coaching for a number of years, made their way up the ranks. But my point to that is Tarkington's in that mix, and we'll talk about it next week on our podcast as I'll go back and I'll look at all these schools next week, uh, getting prepared for the podcast, and uh, seeing where – how many's left, yeah. you know, after week four. But it's going to be interesting to see as uh, we progress on through the season – as Bingo's getting fired up. Well, here. the other thing is, how many seasons has Tarkington gone without winning four games in a season? Several. So, if you're talking about a four and zero start for Tarkington, I don't care if he's first year or tenth year. It's it's a very impressive thing what he's doing over there. No, it really is. And uh, Coach Belt has the resume under his belt as far as being successful. Tell me you did that on purpose. With some of the places that he's been. Uh, he has the resume, and, and he's found a home, I feel like, and uh, going to be successful over there. Uh, a couple other games that we didn't touch on. 
uh, from last week was Woodville defeated Liberty 54-17. Uh, Anahuac over New Waverly 40-14. Uh, Kirbyville defeated Corgan 56-0. Groveton falls to Frankston 14-7. Lovelady moves up in the top ten at, to number nine in the, th- in the 2A rankings as uh, they defeated Iola 55-12. So, uh, and then Beaumont Kelly, uh, that game's coming up this next week, at Tomball Concordian. So, uh, actually, Beaumont Kelly and Tarkington is this week. So, uh, a lot of good games. But let's, uh, let's go ahead and move into the pickums. Okay. The this Bullet is where Chris Sarns. He has been. Look, we'll talk about it. The last couple of years, Chris and getting introduced into the Pickums, he he's gotten sly on all this. He sat back and listened to us, so I started throwing some schools outside of our area into this Pickums. That way, uh, maybe it'll go about. But he's still been successful. I tell you what, he's got like a book of like printed off sheets over here, and he says it's all for college. But I wouldn't be shocked if there's some high school mixed in high there. And he's studying up. He's been doing his high school stuff. He's been going. He's been going to TexasPodcastMedia.com, flipping on that uh, 590 Sports Show tab, and he looks at them pickums when I post them. That way he can go in there and get them three minutes. We're going long. We're going long. First game, Port Arthur Memorial and Porter, Brian. Wow. Um, I, I don't want to pick against Porter because they've been doing so well, um, but I'm, I think I've said it on this show more than once, I'm not going to pick against Port Arthur Memorial. Brian, he's got Brian. Port Arthur Memorial. I'm going Porter. You're going Porter. I'm going to be honest. I sit there and I look at this game, and I look at the progression Porter's made, and I pretty much have to go with Porter myself. Yeah. So uh, it's not easy, but I'm not going against. Yeah. Uh, so we'll Memorial. we'll talk we'll circle back and talk about this next week, but uh, we could be right or we could be wrong. Garrison at Alto. <laughs> I'll start this one. It's hard for me to bet against Garrison. Yeah. They're they're really they're a story program, really good. So is Alto. But uh this district play for these guys. And uh, I gotta go with Garrison in this one. Alto does have the uh the new quarterback, the the kid up from um Anahuac. Mm-hmm. So there is that. Uh but it's like you say, Garrison's got a strong program. Uh I'm gonna go with them. Going with Garrison. I'll go with Alto. Go taking the home team. Taking the home team in this one. All right. Huffman on the road at Navasota. Both teams not been very successful this year. I mean, it's it's literally I could flip a coin and and I would be okay with this pick. Uh, but I shared a picture from 2014 of a game I did, Cold Spring and Navasota this week and uh, the sportsmanship and everything else that went on with that game, I'm going to go with Navasota in this one. I I wouldn't pick against Navasota. I know that they're not having the best of seasons, but Huffman is really, really struggling even to put points on the board. I'll stay with Navasota. I'll go with you. We'll sweep we're, the board. We're going to sweep the board yeah. on this one. Uh, this next one, though, is going to have you all thinking. Jasper on the road at Franklin. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I'll start this I, one. I mean, I, I know where, where I want to go with it. So. I'll start it. 
I'm going with Jasper, and here's why. Jasper suffers a loss last week against a very good legacy team, a team that you're going to see this week, Brian. Yep. And I'm going to go with Jasper because I feel like that they're going to have a vengeance on their, you know, on wanting to come in there and 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 shut somebody out. We've got a bingo here at Bullet Girl House. Chris? I'm going to take Jasper. Going Jasper, going big school. I like that. I'm going to go against the both of you. I'm going to pick Franklin. You're going Franklin on the home home team advantage. And even if they weren't at home. They're going to slot T Jasper to death. I, I tell you, even if they weren't at home, if this, this game was at Jasper, I'd still pick Franklin. Uh, here's a really good one. Long-storied rival game. Lufkin on the road at Longview against the Lobos. Hmm. Am I going first? We'll let Chris go. You, you went first twice. I went first. We'll let Chris have this one. Man, I think uh, Lufkin's coming off a big win, right? So yep. I think they're going to keep rolling. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Lufkin in this one. Chris taking Lufkin. I'm going to follow behind him. I'm going to go with home field advantage on this one, and I'm going to go with the Lobos on this. I'm going Lufkin. Um, I, I believe in the running game, and, and uh, any time that everything's equal, if, if you can establish a running game, then – that's that's the way I'm gonna lean. Newton at Westmore start. Ouch. I put I put some good ones in there this week, didn't I? I mean, there's some really good games. If uh, if I wasn't uh, covering the Livingston Lions, I these would be some really good games to go attend. Wow. You know, West Orange is, is having a really good season. Um, eh, they're coming it, off a loss last week to PNG. I mean, but it's PNG. Um, it's Newt. I, yeah, and that's that's the deal. I, and so I'm, that's the way I'm, that I'm going to go, but I don't feel really good about it because I feel like that could go either way. Chris. I like West Orange at home. Chris likes West Orange at home. I'm going with Newton in this one. And I should have done my homework and looked up the overall history of this game. But I'm, de- I'm going with Newton on this one on the road. Uh, I feel like that uh, Newton's going to be able to uh, put a staple in this one. It's going to be a close game, yeah. but I feel like Newton's going to get one. And, and I think on another page uh, I predicted the score on this game, and I believe it was a eight-point game is okay. what I pre- predicted. And I think it could go eight points either way, sure. really and truly. But now, uh, it, now it's going to be like fifty to three. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Newton. As long as Newton wins, I, I'm yeah, good. He just so. the death. But uh, that's your pickums here at the Bullet Girl House High School Sports Pregame Show. We're here each and every Wednesday night at Bullet Girl House Bingo Night. Um, if you're free, but uh, I will be on the road at Corgan tonight. Uh, Brian, you're going to be on the road. No, we no, are you're at home, home for about a month, and it's it's nice. After being on the road for the first two weeks, we've got five, no, four straight games and an off week at home. So I, I don't, I envy, I don't know how we work that. So. I envy y'all's schedule. I really do. <laughs> Chris, you can find him every night here at Bullet Girl House, except for maybe Tuesdays. Isn't that what you talked about? Yeah, usually Tuesday mornings. But Tuesday sometimes. mornings, Chris slips out. Sometimes Thursday nights. So we have a good time here at Bullet Girl House each and every Wednesday night. So y'all get by here, come see us. We're going to uh, get ready for kickoff. 
on this Friday night as your Livingston Lions have uh, Spring Legacy at home and your Cold Spring Trojans on the road with the Corgan Camden Bulldogs. So uh, y'all stay tuned and uh, get ready for some good football action tonight. You're listening to 102.3 The Eagle and AM 1440, The Score. Howdy folks, Randy here. At Randy's Rubs, it is our mission to bring you a variety of mouthwatering seasonings that are sure to make the ordinary extraordinary, to make the impossible possible. Creating memories with friends and family is what is most important to us, and we hope to be the cornerstone of your meals, making memories with the ones you love most. As all of you continue on your fall sports journey, Randy's Rubs wishes each of you an incredible season, and may each of you be an All-American. Go check us out on Amazon or at randysrubs.com. It don't suck, y'all. <laughs> 